is the only bank devoted exclusively to entrepreneurs, and we're committed to the success of women entrepreneurs and majority women-owned companies across Canada. As a proud partner of the Thrive Podcast, we're here to help you start, grow, or scale your business. Find out more at bdc.ca forward slash women today. Scotiabank is proud to co-present the Thrive Podcast for Women Entrepreneurs. Through the Scotiabank Women Initiative, Scotiabank aims to help advance women-led businesses with access to capital, education, and mentorship. To learn more, visit scotiabankwomeninitiative.com. listening to the Thrive Podcast on the Startup Canada Podcast Network, where we help women entrepreneurs to start and build thriving businesses. On the Thrive Podcast, we connect you with leading experts, entrepreneurs, and organizations that provide capital, mentorship, training, tools, and other support to help you make your vision a reality faster. This podcast is a production of Startup Canada, Canada's entrepreneurship organization, and is presented in partnership with the Business Development Bank of Canada and Scotiabank. I'm your host, Kayla Isabel, Executive Director at Startup Canada. Welcome to the show. We are thrilled to have Maria Locker on our show today. Maria is an advocate and champion for the advancement of women and female entrepreneurs across North America and is sought as a speaker, contributor, and expert surrounding topics including economic empowerment, gender equality, lifestyle and business trends, and products that women love. As the founder and CEO of the Mompreneur Organization from 2010 to 2020, Maria worked with her team across Canada to grow their community of women to over 23,000 members and subscribers, present 250 plus events and gave back over $80,000 to the community and charitable organizations. Now, as the founder and CEO of Revolution Her, Maria is excited to work alongside her team to bring even more support, empowerment, and inspiration to women of all ages and walks of life. Incredible. Welcome to the show, Maria. (laughs) Thank you so much. Great to be here. Mm-hmm. So before we dive into today's conversation, what's really the one thing that you want our audience to take away from our chat today, Maria? I think the number one thing I'd really love for the audience to understand is that no matter what it is you're doing, there is always room for growth mm-hmm. and shift. And I really want to be able to focus on that today, especially for women with the many hats that they wear. I think it's really important to know that there really is nothing stopping you from doing what you want to accomplish. Mm, and especially now more than ever, that that shifting and pivoting and growing into different directions yes. seems to be the, the flavor these days. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. It's exciting. It is. I think so, too. So before we, we go into some more practical tips, um, walk us on your journey. Um, can you tell us um, on your family and entrepreneurial journey, what does that look like over the last number of years? Because it seems like um, these two parts of your life are really inextricably linked. Yeah. I mean, for me, I started out as a, a classroom teacher, got married and had two kids. And then kind of went back to my roots. I come from an entrepreneurial family. My, my family still runs a, a business. It's been 37 years. And so I kind of went back to my roots and started dabbling in entrepreneurship while I had my two kids. I decided going back to work in the workforce was not for me at that time. And what happened was I started meeting so many other women who didn't necessarily fit the mold of entrepreneurship in the general sense. They, they weren't 
able to go to chamber meetings at 7 a.m. They, you know, were raising a family, but also really passionate about their business. And I just found that there was a gap in terms of helping these women not only support them in their business, sorry, not only to support them in their business, but also just to have a place where they could safely talk or ask for advice around their families or just their lifestyle. So that's really where mompreneurs started. And flash forward 10 years, 23,000 women later, uh, we've grown to this community that just supports not having to fit the mold for entrepreneurship. And it's just really been a very exciting journey for me. Um, I've I've absolutely loved all the women that have come into our community. And now we've kind of shifted our rebrand because we found that, you know, with the word mompreneurs, it doesn't necessarily reflect all the different women in our community. Mm -hmm. And we were finding that, you know, over the years, some entrepreneurs were struggling and maybe left the world of entrepreneurship, but still stayed within our community, still came out to events, still wanted to be part of our our collective. And so what we found was, you know what, it's the community aspect and the many different ways we can offer support that our women find is missing in other areas of their life. So let's shift. Let's open this up now, you know, from one side, always focusing on women entrepreneurs. Now let's open that up and just help all women, you know, those same women in our community, they can now invite their friends, their mothers, their daughters, um, you know, whatever it is to now come and be part of this community so we can further support everyone. Mm, That's fantastic. And what a a great demonstration of of growing your own organization and (laughs) sort of shifting, shifting this mandate. Um, So walk us through a little bit more um, with uh, sort of formerly known as mompreneurs, but now with Revolution Her, uh, what can women expect when they join this community? What is the power that you're really tapping into at a national level, bringing together these women into one space? I think the power of the community that we've seen so far and moving forward is really this idea of having a safe space. Mm. So there's nothing off the table. I think, you know, especially when I started Mompreneurs 10 years ago, I really felt like I was an anomaly. Why was no one talking about, you know, that they brought their kids to business meetings sometimes or what it was like to have to hire babysitting if you had to go out to a business meeting, um, you know, early in the morning, how, how did life work? What I've discovered is that women in our community are so open to talking about those things. And women in general are just very open about sharing their advice and their guidance with others. And so the power of this community has really been, you know, the women who have experienced the entrepreneurship road for the last 20, 30 years, sharing their expertise, sharing their tips, the, the mistakes and the missteps, you know, to help younger women not maybe not make those same mistakes. Um, And just being open to dialogue, you know, we have women in our community who are transgender, we have women in our community who are in their teens and are trying to think about what life could look like in 10 years if they did start their company now, and maybe want to raise a family. And what's exciting with Revolution Her is that now the power of this community can go beyond, you know, just talking about parenting, we're talking about self care, you know, women are burning out at such an incredible rate because they're still trying to do it all. Mm -hmm. And that's probably one of the biggest challenges we find our members like to, you know, maybe they don't like to talk about it, but we like to bring it out and help them realize that, you know what, you can't do it all. You can have it all, but you can't do it all at the same time. There is going to be give and take. There is 
a natural flow that happens. Maybe not work-life balance, but work-life flow. And it's really important that we continue to have those conversations with our community. I love that concept, work-life flow. That that seems um, a lot less, uh, I, I don't know, the burden psychologically, I think, on, on sort of yeah. flowing through this um, as opposed to finding this perfect balance of that 60-40 or 50-50 or, or whatever that looks like. Um, I yeah. love that concept, work-life flow. <laughs> well, and it's just, it seems like such a, I mean, it's for, for men too, that, mm. that idea of balance is just so, oh, it's heavy. Just mm. exactly like you said, it is a really heavy concept. And I think a lot of women are still dealing with different constructs that were put upon them by society, by the way they were raised, um, by different cultures. And so to have this notion of, you know, sometimes it's 100% a work day or a 90% workday with 10% focus on family. And then there's others, other days where it shifts. I like to think, you know, I have two young kids. They've, their whole lives, they've seen me grow a company. And now they've actually taken an active part in this new chapter to, with Revolution Her. And, and that's how I was raised. I, I always was raised around the world of entrepreneurship being integrated into my life. It was never... Right now we're talking about business and later we'll talk about family. It, it was always a mesh together. And I, I think, you know, as we evolve, this is what we're going to see more and more is women taking a stand to do what works best for their own lives and their own families, whatever that looks like. So Maria, you've mentioned um, a few struggles that we see women obviously facing in the workplace or as entrepreneurs, uh, but over the last 10 years, what are some of the main struggles that you've seen women um, face when it comes to raising a family and looking for this work-life flow or, or concept, concept of, of balance? I think I've seen, you know, one of the biggest things that I've noticed, and I'm guilty of this myself, is just the control aspect of how women want their business to run and their family to run. And it's, it's, <laughs> it's very type A. And like I said, I'm very guilty of it. Um, for me, what I've seen over the years is there's women who, instead of being able to dish out different tasks to other staff or hiring people for specific jobs, they think, you know what, it's easier for me to just do it myself. By the time I explain to someone else, I should just get it done. And like I said, this is something, especially in the early years where I didn't have a lot of cash flow, um, it was something that that helped me grow mompreneurs, but I very quickly burnt out. Mm -hmm. um, and so over time, I've seen a couple different apps that we've, we've taught on, we've offered workshops that I think have been really helpful for different women, because you can't be the graphic designer and the scheduler and the administrative assistant and the accountant and mm -hmm. all the things at once. It just you can't get all that done plus be controlling of how your family runs. Mm -hmm. So there's a certain way I like the dishwasher loaded. Those are some of the things that I just have to give up on because at the end of the day, I don't really care how it's loaded. I just want it done. <laughs> right. So I think that aspect of taking the reins back a little bit and being able to say, even though it's not done exactly how I would do it, but it's still done. That's something that a lot of women struggle with. And I encourage them to find ways to move past that because really perfect is not better than done. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. So if you have a massive to do list, try and think of the things, you know, there are some things that you want to be really strict on in terms of maybe company branding or messaging, or if, you know, a personal touch from you as the founder, if you're sending emails, 
But there's certain things that other people fully 100% can be capable of doing, whether it's in your business or your life. And I think if you can come to grips with what you're willing to loosen the reins and give a little bit more away to, then you can really do much better in terms of that work-life flow, for sure. Mm, I agree. I love the the coined term, um, you know, you can't be all things to all people. Um, yes. that, that's been something that I've been telling myself a lot recently as well. <laughs> that, um, you know, I think we're all facing additional burdens um, emotionally and at work, depending on the context that we're working in as entrepreneurs, as people supporting entrepreneurs. Um, you know, there's a lot of work that, that it, it benefits from being distributed. Um, but just sort of giving yourself permission to acknowledge that you can't be all things to all people. That's a really challenging first step that I can completely imagine women struggle yeah. with in particular. Yeah. And I think that that idea of perfection, like, you know, depending on how you were raised and and who you watched kind of around you. Right. So there's this concept, especially, you know, for those of us that had parents who grew up in the fifties and sixties, they kind of did everything right. They made the house look great. The kids were happy. Lunches were packed. You know, you never really got to see into the dark side sometimes for some people. And so I think it's, it's really interesting now to see how everything has shifted, especially in the last 10 years. You know, you've got co-parenting husband and wife or partner and partner teams, both staying home when baby is born. And Mm -hmm. there's just so many really, really interesting shifts that have been happening. And I think, you know, it's okay for women to, to feel like the burden can be a little bit less. They have to be open to it. They absolutely do. Mm-hmm. And when you look specifically at, at women entrepreneurs or those that are interested in, interested in starting their businesses, um, what fundamental tips or pieces of advice um, or resources even through your organization have you been able to provide so that women entrepreneurs can support themselves from day one? Um, what are sort of your key tips um, in terms of business development at that stage? So we do a few things. Well, through Mompreneurs, we did quite a bit and now shifting into Revolution Her. Um, one of the things that we find is that women really need that space to talk, mm-hmm. but also space to learn. And so it used to be monthly. Now we've actually shifted to weekly ever since COVID-19 hit because we were finding virtually a lot of women have been more open to coming online and learning and connecting. Mm-hmm. So um, we offer different educational seminars online so that you can just sit and listen depending on what topic it is, whether it's about life focused or business focused. And then every time we host those virtual sessions, we keep 20 minutes at the end to split everyone up into small groups and just encourage them to, you know, maybe focus on a question that was posed during the educational component or just share some things that they're struggling with to get advice from the other women in their small group. Mm. That has been one of the biggest ways that our women have been able to make new connections across the country outside of their own industry and just really connect with other women who get it and who can give advice and who can share, like I said, their tips or their guidance. Um, So I highly encourage whether it's, you know, it doesn't have to be through our group, but if you can find a mastermind group or a networking group where you feel connected and you can ask questions without feeling judged, it is by far the biggest success I've seen for women is just having that camaraderie and that support system. Um, And like I mentioned a couple resources before, but for women starting out, and like we've talked about that control type, there's a couple apps you can look at, like PicMonkey, Calendly, Asana for project management, and ActiveCampaign to kind of build your email automations. But with 
with still a personal feel. So I highly recommend uh, for women to, you know, start looking into ways that they can integrate some technology to help them move past doing it all Mm -hmm. and set up some of the systems to help them manage that work-life flow. Mm -hmm. And in terms of other resources that we provide, we're really we're really pushing right now for as many uh, inspiring and empowering women that we can bring into our community to help share their expertise. Mm-hmm. So a lot of our members will will offer workshops, um, online seminars. We're doing virtual soirees for like a ladies' night out, but in <laughs> just to right, like just to kind of cover all the bases. We're you know, as women, we're doing so many different things in so many different ways, and it can't all be business all the time. Mm-hmm. So. You know, I, I really strongly encourage women to find the things that bring them joy, whether it's, you know, yoga or reading or a glass of wine, whatever it is, and just tap into that side of you that, you know, you can find a bit of pleasure even if you are working so many hours during the day and, and tap into your family too. Mm. Yeah, I, I think what's so great about so many of the programs that I've seen with with Mompreneur and and now with Revolution Her um, is the simplicity of the concept, and not to diminish, you know, their incredible programs, but it's you know really just tapping into this um, this core. Uh, interest in being connected and having having just space and and fundamentally you know you see so many um, organizations trying to overcomplicate these types of um, yeah. <laughs> programs or make it built out into a ten week intensive or anything like that and I think just coming back to this grassroots um, you know women supporting other women offering advice and support from their own experience um, you know it's it's such a human approach to to layer yeah. into business and that's what people want and and from Startup Canada's perspective that's what um, we're all about as well. So I think we're, mm-hmm. we're definitely aligned in, in that focus and that um, kind of baseline point of connection um, that yeah. I think we're all looking for outside of business. And I love that you're integrating the more social elements into here as well. Oh, it's, you know what, it's something ever since the beginning, truly, if I could be honest, it's purely selfish, because it's what I was looking for. <laughs> you know, yeah. like, I was looking for a way to connect with other women. Mm-hmm. You know, I was looking for something that we could have like minded you know, conversations, but also feel like, you know what, yeah, you're a mom too. Or, you know what, you come from uh, an immigrant family too. You can get that side of me. Like there's just so many different ways you can tap into a community. And I think just like you said, with the simplistic kind of idea that, you know, we still have, this is how you write a business plan. Mm -hmm. This is how you, you know, develop a marketing plan. This is a content calendar that you can do for your, so we have a lot of the really core business ideas and we're still teaching those. But on the flip side, you know, are you sleeping enough? Here are the ways that, you know, your, your top pillars of health that you should be focusing on, especially as an entrepreneur, Mm -hmm. um, you know, things like women's health and, and, you know, understanding our own bodies. There's just so many different avenues now that really no one else is is talking about. And we just really wanted to give everything to women and let them choose what they wanted to come and get. So that's really what Revolution Her is doing now. We, we're offering as much as we can and the topics that suit you, just come on in. We're here for you. 
Amazing. That's fantastic. And and when you look at your journey, uh, your entrepreneurial journey, Maria, and I'm also the daughter of entrepreneurs, so that, that, mm-hmm. that definitely resonates with me <laughs> and sort of um, being uh, forged in that fire, if you will. Um, what what has that looked like for you in terms of challenges? You know, building this business from the ground up um, and, and now shifting to expand your offerings. Um, have there been any challenges along the way for you? And what would be your recommendation to women entrepreneurs that might be listening today in how they can maybe learn from that experience and, and support how they navigate growing their business oh my goodness yes so definitely challenges along the way um if i look back over 10 years my goodness you know it started out with with really believing in myself i depended a lot on my my family when i first started um you know to kind of give me that validation that was this a good idea you know i was i was always kind of vetting my thoughts with my family you know i (laughs) I talked about burnout a little bit there. I struggled with two different uh, diagnoses of cancer within a year of each other. And I honestly believe a lot of that came from me just kind of ignoring my body, ignoring what, you know, ignoring what I, my, me, what I was trying to tell myself and just pushing through, I can get this much more done. I don't need to go to sleep that early. Um, So I really attribute a lot of the challenges that I had with just learning how to, again, manage that balance in my own life. Um, And there was a lot of trust that I put in people over the years that I learned, you know, the hard way that maybe I wasn't always listening to my gut and was just, yeah, just do it, just do it, just do it. It'll make sense. Um, So, you know, thousands of dollars lost, hours of sleep gone, you know, going through different um, chemo and radiation to kind of battle back. I really think the challenges that I faced have helped me come to this point. You know, even when COVID-19 hit, we put we put our conference on hold. We put our rebrand on hold. I had everything sitting in a warehouse for six months <laughs> until we could figure out when we were actually going to let the cat out of the bag. And I think every challenge I had, and I think for most people, every challenge they face helps to build their resilience for a future challenge that will come. So I really take a lot of what my story has been. I try not to let it define me, but help push me towards a better future so that, you know, really everything has taught me a lesson. Mm. Um, So if I could give any advice to women out there, you are going to face challenges. There's, I, I, I don't think I've met anyone that hasn't made a mistake or had a failure or come against some kind of roadblock or challenge. So it is going to come. It's what you do with that challenge that's been presented to you. It's how you push past it. That really will help you build momentum for future challenges. And they are going to come no matter what. It's just being able to kind of see past the current pain and look towards how it's trying to teach you something for better. Mm. Oh, I love that, Maria. That that's a wonderful piece of advice. That that really resonates with me um, at, at the moment. Thank you for sharing mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. And so, looking to the future, you know, what's what's in store for Revolution Her and for you, um, you know, over the the next couple of months and and years to come. Um, you know, what are you trying to do for yourself and for women, um, you know, across Canada through through your new initiative? Oh my goodness, I. <laughs> I haven't been this excited in a couple of years. Like, you know, when you just, you have something that I've loved what I've done over the past 10 years. Absolutely. And I love everything about what mom printers has brought to my life. Mm. But this new shift for me has been 
probably about two years in the making. And I'm just I'm so pumped for everything that is to come. So we're really looking at, you know, some exciting events right now. Things are still under wraps because of, you know, large group settings, but we have some massive, massive goals that we are ready to achieve. And we've seen members come in from all over the world now, which is really exciting. And so, you know, when we have our weekly sessions and we have someone there from the UK or from Australia or you know, more recently we had someone from Reunion Island, which is, oh, wow. I had to go, I had to go Google it. Yeah, like I didn't even know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to me, that's really exciting because that means we can help so many different women, no matter what it is, whatever challenge they're facing. So I'm really, you know, I'm really excited to see what we can do. And right now, one of the newest things we've got is a, a welcome box. So mm. when you become a member with Revolution Her, we've developed this really beautiful box filled with products from women-owned companies. And it's just exciting for me because I get to kind of wrap both worlds together and now promote the women in a way that we never have before. Uh, so I'm, I'm just, I'm really thankful for the community that we have. I'm so grateful for the support that people have shown us over the past 10 years. They've followed us along. They've, you know, all the different ways we've changed over 10 years. And now with this new, you know, iteration, people have been so incredibly supportive. And I, it, it, it truly doesn't go unnoticed. It's so appreciated. And yeah, I'm just really excited for what's to come. Oh, I sense it. I feel it, Maria. That's yeah. I'm excited too. <laughs> That's wonderful. And for this type of box, what a wonderful way to welcome people into the community with so many, uh, you know, products for women by women. I love that. Yeah. yeah. That's uh, I'm going to have to send you one, Kayla. I yes. Yeah. Well, there you I go. I think it's a yes on that. Absolutely. <laughs> okay, good. Um, and, and looking internationally, that's a great point that we didn't even really touch on. When you look at sort of the international community of women, um, you know, are you seeing similar challenges that people are facing globally and, and this um, type of support and space for women to come together being, um, you know, helpful from a Canadian perspective, but also great with, with an expanded reach? How has that international element changed things for you? Yeah, it's it's a whole new side of the company that, you know, we were we were anticipating, but kind of in the next three to five years. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so um, it's it's fast forwarding everything for us much more quickly. And I think what it's doing is it's opening doors for us to have these conversations with other companies from around the world to say, you know, how are you how are you presenting messages to women? You know, maybe you should be looking at these different ways to to not only tap into a certain market, but also support them in different ways that you may not be realizing um, are available to you. Mm -hmm. And for us, even you know, from the business resources, but also the the self care, the whole lifestyle resources that we want to provide, it opens it opens a whole new world of different speakers and experts that we can bring in to share knowledge and expertise in a way that we never have been able to do before, mm -hmm. uh, especially now virtually. Mm -hmm. I mean it. it there's no holds barred. Like we can have any speaker from around the world come in and share with our community. Mm -hmm. And so it's just, it's very exciting right now to be able to present something that doesn't just align with one side of women's lives, but their entire, their entire being. So I, I, I really, I struggled to find that for myself. And again, selfishly just thought, you know, if I'm struggling to find that, there's got to be other women who mm -hmm. need this too. And so I'm, I'm excited. I'm really hopeful that, you know, whatever we've done here in Canada over the last 10 years, we can now really, truly expand to help as many women as possible. And that's our goal. 
that's, it's a big one, but it's, it's a big goal that we have that we know we can accomplish. So as we wrap up um, this great conversation, Maria, what's the most actionable piece of advice um, that you want to give our audience that they can really implement into their business um, or connect with, with you and your team, um, you know, right after listening to today's podcast? I think if anything, if you can take anything away from today, please go and find a community that you can connect with. If you're not already part of a group, I mean, obviously, startup is an incredible community to have that knowledge base. Um, We are always welcoming new members. So, you know, that would be my biggest advice is go and find a group that you feel connected to that you feel you are safe in. And you can have those conversations and pose those questions without judgment. Um, And then really actionably, if there is something within you that you know you need to change or, you know, maybe you're going along and you've gotten into a comfort zone with your business or your life and something is gnawing at you to change, I know what that feels like. Please listen to yourself. You know what's going on. You know your body is telling you what is right or or maybe that it's time for a shift. It's not going to be easy. I'm not going to lie. And it can be incredibly terrifying. (laughs) I mean, after 10 years with mompreneurs, knowing that we were going to completely change our name, our logo, our look, our feel, our reach, our messaging, it's scary. It's definitely scary. But when you know that you have a bigger purpose, please listen to yourself and and, and tap into that side of, of who you are and what you can accomplish. Because honestly, the power you will feel is pretty incredible. Oh, that's a great, great lesson to, to leave the, the podcast with today, Maria. Thank you so much uh, for taking the time to, to chat. Thank you. Oh, it's been such a pleasure, Kayla. Thanks for having me. Thank you for joining us this week on The Thrive Podcast, where we help women entrepreneurs to start and build thriving businesses. Thank you to the Startup Canada production team, BDC, and Scotiabank for helping us to power women entrepreneurs. Visit startupcan.ca forward slash women to download the playbook Resources for Women Entrepreneurs with a comprehensive list of support for you and your business. Visit startupcan.ca for the latest episodes of the Startup Canada podcast hosted by Rick Spence and plug into the Startup Canada network. Until next time, I'm Kayla Isabel. It's time to thrive.